This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning. You're listening to Pressing Matters, the show where we go behind the headlines and explore issues driving the press. I'm Shazana Mokhtar. The past two weeks have seen a slew of media coverage on the My Sajatra app controversy, stemming from public reports of deliberations in the Parliamentary Public Accounts Committee, as well as investigative reporting by medical news portal Code Blue, which pieced together information from court documents involving a dispute between shareholders of one of the private companies involved. It's a complicated picture. Joining me to discuss what we know and also some of the outstanding questions that remain is P. Gunas Segaram, independent writer and consultant. Guna, good to have you back on Pressing Matters. Good morning. All right. Morning. Now, you've written several commentaries on this issue, highlighting the questions that need to be answered in order for us to have full clarity of what's happening on My Sujatra. I wanted to discuss some of these questions further, starting with the very way in which the app was created. Now, My Sujatra wasn't created via open tender, as far as we understand, and it began as a year-long CSR project by a private company, KPI Soft, uh, the developer of the app. So, break down for us why this is such an unusual set of circumstances. Now, I think I think this is a very vital uh, part of national security. There is so much data which is going into this app, uh, which uh, I can talk about later. So it, it would have been very necessary to have a clear contract specifying the terms, and then maybe even getting in, say, an independent contractor or an independent uh, audit firm to ensure that there is no data breach. It's absolutely vital that there is no data breach here. So you you don't do something like this on a CSR basis. You do it on a commercial basis. You have an open tender and you ensure that all the safeguards are in place. So it has to be professionally done. Mm. Can a CSR project with the government ever be justified or acceptable? I mean, is the CSR aspect particularly troubling because there was no contract in the first place? Well, the, the the main question is, okay, it's a CSR project, you know, so if somebody comes to me and says, I'm going to give you this free of charge, you know, one year, then uh, I must ask, uh, what is his motivation for doing this? Is he so altruistic that he's giving this for free uh, and not expecting anything in return? So when you look at it, the, the obvious uh, treasure in this whole uh, pile is data, mm. you know? And uh, if uh, so, uh, once you identify something like that, then you must do everything possible to ensure data security. You know, it does not seem like all this has been done. Mm, you know? mm. So the, the, the proper way to do it would have been to have an open tender, uh, invite people and do it. Uh, you can do it, uh, you know, you can uh, accelerate the process. So that uh, so that it becomes faster, you know. But you don't have to pick the first person who comes along and gives you a CSR project. You know? Okay. So in hindsight, the fact that we were experiencing an unprecedented pandemic, as much as that um, required the need for speed, it doesn't mean that uh, it, a certain processes or due diligence uh, should have been overlooked, the way it seems to yes. have been. Yeah. Basically, you hasten the due diligence process. You don't do away with it. Mm. Now, Health Minister mm. Kairi Jamaluddin told the Dewan Negara last week that the agree- arrangement, we, since there was an, a, 
a contract per se, but there was an arrangement of sorts with KPI Soft. This was done by the National Security Council on behalf of the government. Um, the two sides had signed a non-disclosure agreement on April 1st, 2020. I mean, do you think that that would amount to a proper contract of sorts, an, an NDA? Not really. What is a non-disclosure agreement? It basically says you cannot disclose these things to somebody else. Eh? So a non-disclosure agreement is typically uh, precedes a contract. It's not a contract in itself. You know? So it, it is to basically put in place a process where there is confidentiality of negotiations. It, uh, it, it really is not a contract per se. Mm. And, the, and the fact that this was done by the National Cybersecurity uh, uh, Agency itself raises questions. You know, this, this is actually an app for tracing and controlling the COVID-19 pandemic and the right place and the right people to have assessed it would have been the Ministry of Health. Mm. It should not have been the Prime Minister's department in the first place. You know? So while they can be roped in to help in terms of the technical aspects, the majority uh, decision has to be taken by the health ministry people. You know? So that in itself raises questions. Some questions in terms of that chain of decision-making, where it came from and where it's going now. Um, before we talk about, I suppose, what the government is doing moving forward on MySajatra, what do you make of the timeline of events? The fact that it wasn't until 30th August of last year that the Ministry of Health decided to take over the full handling of the app um, and its data, which was prior to that being handled by the National Security Council. And, and subsequent to that, mm. it wasn't until November that the cabinet actually approved this setup. So there was, uh, there was quite a gap between um, March 2021, yes. when the CSR project expired, till November 2021, when the cabinet decided MOH will take over. An eight-month gap. Huh? So uh, uh, that, that has not been properly explained. Why such a long time? You know, and uh, before you decide on a continuation, and why does the cabinet make a decision on these things? You know, so the and on what basis was the continuation given? And then now they uh, because the intellectual property, uh, uh, the intellectual property relating to the app has now been sold to another company, uh, my SJ. Uh, it complicates things further. You know? And um, the court documents show that my SJ paid or is paying three hundred and thirty-eight point six million, you know, for 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 the rights uh, for the internet intellectual property rights to this. Now, uh, Kari has uh, already said that the government will will not be paying this much, but a lot less than that. All right, but uh, that doesn't assuage uh, uncertainties over the whole thing. You know, mm. all right. Perhaps, uh, perhaps uh, they acquired the rights to this for three, three, eight point six million, but they are not asking the government to pay this much. If so, why would they do that? Again, the obvious answer is because of access to the data, because that data is valuable. Hmm. So it, it's it's a you keep on going to the uh, data part of it, and so I think the government was terribly remiss in the way that they handled this whole thing. Now, the Ministry of Health has reiterated that all data collected by MySajatra is owned and controlled by the government and that it would only be used for the purposes of pandemic of the pandemic response. Um, this there are many there are many 
people who are skeptical of this argument. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just curious if you have any thoughts as to why the public has difficulty in accepting this explanation. Uh, yes, of course. I think, all right, here you have an app developer, all right? So he develops this as a CSR project for the government. And uh, he has got all the access to the data there is. And as the app developer, he can do a lot of things with the data. Now, who is to know whether the data has not been already copied and sold, for instance? You know, the sale of the data may have already taken place. You know? So what kind of checks and balances? Which professional organization is ensuring that this does not happen? You know, where is the check and balance? There is no answer to any of this. Mm. No, merely an assurance that everything is all right, which, is, which just won't do under these circumstances. The entire process of, uh, of doing this was terribly flawed. Right. I'm speaking to P. Gunasegaram, independent writer and consultant on Pressing Matters. More on the loose threads in the Maya controversy after these messages. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Pressing Matters on the Morning Run. I'm Shazana, and with me today is P. Gunasegaram, independent writer and consultant. We're discussing what we know and what we need to find out in the wake of the recent My Sejahtera revelations, and ongoing revelations, really. It seems that we're finding out something new um, every day or every other day. Guna, if we were to take a look at the private companies involved in the My Sejahtera controversy, starting with Entomo, formerly known as KPI Soft. It was revealed by Code Blue that uh, Entomo is a Singapore registered company. What implications does this have for the My Sujatra project? You know, how is this significant? Okay, first of all, the, uh, the the Malaysian subsidiary which got the project was wholly owned by a Singapore company. You know? So this Singapore company has got a number of shareholders, but the majority shareholders are supposed to be Malaysian. You know? So Kari's explanation was that. Uh, in, in the Dewanagara is, well, uh, you know, Malaysian companies uh, choose to locate in uh, Singapore because that's where they can get funding. But I think, I think that's a very poor explanation. So if you have a company which is uh, located overseas and so on, uh, you may need to take extra precautions over data security. The whole thing is about data. You know? I mean, uh, if you're looking at it, I mean, public figures say that there are 38 million, 38 million uh, MySajatra uh, users. All right? And uh, if you look at the Malaysian adult population, it's about 22 million people. Uh, and uh, if you add in foreign workers and things like that, about four to, uh, four to 8 million people, then it can uh, go up to as much as 28 million people. And if each uh, data is valued at 100 ringgit per person, that is 2.8 billion. You know? And then you have about perhaps 5 to 10 million establishments which are registered with Maisa Jatra as well. So if you, if you use even a base figure of 5 million, and then if you're talking about 100 uh, ringgit per, uh, per, uh, per, per establishment for data, then you're talking about another 1 billion. So potentially the whole thing could be uh, worth 3.8 billion uh, uh, on a conservative estimate. Mm. And this is only a one-off valuation, is it? Because this data, if, if it is con continued to be allowed to be and, and to be processed, provides a stream of uh, income you know, for whoever has, has the data. So the data is a extremely... Uh, 
uh, is an extremely uh, sensitive thing to talk about. Mm. You know, and then uh, on top of that, right, uh, when there is the proposed sale to my SJ of 338.6 uh, million, prominent names uh, turn up here. Right? So some of the developers are Eco World Development Group Executive Chairman Yuki Sin, and uh, I think the former executive director, but who is the chief financial officer of EcoWorld, still, Pia Kokboon, alongside Sopra Energy Berhad founder Sharil Samsudin, eh, and former chief executive. And then there is also the Bursatu Disciplinary Board Chairman, Magat Najmuddin Magat Khas. So, uh, how, how, uh, what explains the presence of all these people in, in, in my SJ now, which will be the company which will be continuing the contract on behalf of the Malaysian government. So there, 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 is, uh, there, there, there are still many, many unanswered questions despite what, what Kyrie has said at uh, Devanagara. Right. And all these names are from public, publicly available court documents. That's where it's, it's information that's sort of in, available to public. To, for them uh, to court documents out. plus uh, records from the Companies Commission Malaysia. That's right. Okay. So it's not. And also records from the Singapore uh, equivalent of the Companies Commission. Right. Okay. So information that is available if if you do some digging on this, essentially. Yes. Um, yes. So I've, I'm just. You pointed out the, the, the importance of all that data or, or how valuable all that data is, which I suppose is what went into the decision of um, MySJ uh, to, to purchase the licensing of MySajatra from the app developer Entomo yes. Um, yes. at the amount of 300 million ringgit. Um, yeah. I, and I suppose the fact that this is, this is outrageous for the rest of us is because they are trying to capitalize on an app in which there isn't a contract with the government per se. They're sort of setting, they're setting their own valuation of what the data and the app is worth for their yeah. commercial benefit. Is that, is that kind of yes. what, what's happening? Yeah, okay. See, for instance, I think uh, if you were to look at the potential power of the app itself, huh, you, can, you can potentially come up with a spending pattern for every adult in Malaysia. And you can track who you went out with and where. You know? uh, so because no matter where you go, you are supposed to check in. Unless you go into a private residence, then there, there, there is no check-in facility. Anywhere else, you have to check in and there's a record of your check-in. And in some, some instances, even of your check-out. So uh, people could actually provide all of these, uh, you know, these are things uh, uh, which they can, they, they can actually profile. Every single adult, you know, you can have a profile of a spending pattern, why you visited and things like that. And you, you can build a, 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 a commercial picture of the person. And you can do the same with uh, all of the establishments, you know, which were the establishments which were the most visited, what kind of people visited them, you know. And, and so on. So mm -hmm. it, 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 with the correct kind of data mining, uh, you can get a lot of information from that. You know? so, so, so some people say that this may be the most uh, valuable set of data uh, ever assembled. Mm -mm -mm. Okay, we know that the health minister and the finance minister will be coming before the public accounts committee later this month um, to give further testimony on this issue. What 
are the questions that um, need to be answered uh, in relation to all that's going on, and particularly in with regard to negotiations between the government and MySJ for the operation of the MySajatra app? What would you want to see um, the PAC press uh, the ministers on? I think the, the, the first thing is they have to go back in time, all right? Why was KPI software chosen, all right? And why was it that it was uh, an agency under the Prime Minister's department which, which was assigned to do that? Why was it not done by the Ministry of Finance? And then, and then the next thing would be, what are the specific measures which have been taken to ensure data security? And so uh, this would have to involve the, uh, the appointment of separate third-party watchdogs to ensure that this does not happen. You know? And uh, was that done in the first place? Yeah. Mm. And then uh, the, the, other, the, the other question is, uh, why are we... Uh, the, the other question relates to the... Uh, uh, what you're talking about is the... Extension of my Time Sajatra? period. Mm, mm, time yeah, period. The, the time period. It took eight months before it was, uh, mm. it, it was actually decided to continue with it. Why does it take eight months for it? You know, I mean, were they so busy politicking that they could not actually look into this matter and make a decision much earlier than that? And then uh, what, why, was it, why was it decision taken to continue with my Sajatra? No, couldn't they? Couldn't the government have say by uh, over a period of year uh, of a year? Could not their own people have taken over and run this app? Why must there be a continuation? Why can't you have just a consultant contract with them to to come in and sort out problems as and when they arise? Huh? So I mean, uh, initially, okay, you may have a developer, but at the end of the day, the app has got to be handed back to government mm. and for them to run it. Huh? Very quickly, Guna, we've got about 30 seconds left, but I want to ask, can the MySajatra app continue to be used? Or do you think there's too much doubt on this platform for it to be used effectively moving forward beyond the pandemic? I think the question to ask is, that uh, has it outlived its purpose? Uh, so it, it can maybe go on for a little while more, but eventually uh, it, there is no necessity for it anymore because contact tracing is hardly ever done anymore. So the other things uh, like vaccination uh, and so on can be done through certificate. You know, the status of their health can be done through, a, to, through an electronic certificate without the need for having uh, QR codes to check in and so on, which will give you the identification of where you are and which outlet you visited and so on. Mm. So basically, it's like showing your IC and you move in. You know, It can be an electronic form, mm. you know, mm -mm. and then you go in. So there is no records kept. So eventually, I think my Sajatra should be done away. You know? All then right. it solves the problem. No expenditure, no nothing, no data security problems and so on. All right, Guna. A lot of questions that you've raised there that we hope will be answered moving forward. We're going to be keeping an eye on this and we'll catch up with you again in the future. I've been speaking to P. Guna Segaram, independent writer and consultant on the My Sajatra controversy. This has been Pressing Matters on the Morning Run. Stay tuned for the 10 a.m. News Bulletin coming up next, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.